Hello everybody, we are live from the We Need to Talk studio, and I am here with Meter, and we're about to start real soon, so be ready for it. What will we talk about? Who the fuck knows? Probably good stuff, if I was to guess. If I were to guess, it would be great, because today on We Need to Talk, we're going to talk about great stuff. Absolutely, Nathan. Thank you so much for letting us know. We have a big old timer. We are on a time crunch here, so let's uh, let's get this bad boy going. All right. I am ready. Are you ready, Meter? Yep. Let's say yay. Yay. On three. Okay. Two. Yay. Hey, Peppin. Yo, yo. You know, I've been thinking a lot lately about um, you. Oh, me. And me. Oh, you. Like, I feel like we haven't really just like caught up you know every time we get together we have to record and then that one time we had a person with us so we didn't like do our normal catch-up oh do we ever catch up sometimes i think we could do so right now okay and let's record this because that way we have an episode the content can be anything yeah just us talking yep oh we need to talk now that Welcome back. So glad you guys could join us. I am here once again with my best friend, Nathan Pepin. How's it going today, Pepin? Yo, yo, doing well. How about you, Meter? I'm not too bad. Thanks so much. Let's just talk. Let's just rap. So, what's what's new, buddy? Diabetes. Excuse me? Diabetes. Okay, that's not new. That's been around for a long time. Oh, me? Diabetes? You have diabetes. Yeah, so... Wait, wait. How do you have diabetes and not me? That's what I asked. Okay, fuck you. <laughs> I can say that. You are not allowed to say <laughs> Go on. So this is, I don't know, weird. So uh, I found out the other month that I had lost like 25 pounds. It's a lot. And yeah, I, I was weighing myself regularly. And then I was getting really tired and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, what is going on with me? And my sleep was crazy. Everything was just terrible. And I was, I know, I didn't know what's happening. I just felt terrible and unmotivated and nothing like that. And so I did what I never do. And I went to the doctors. Mm-hmm. And that uh, was a real adult decision of you. Actually, before I went to the doctors, mm-hmm. I first went to Walmart and buy a, buy a, like, bought like a test diabetes thing. So you already thought you had diabetes? Yeah. Okay. Well, because I, I Googled symptoms, mm-hmm. and uh, okay. it all led to that. How long did you complain about it before you actually started doing something about it? Two months. Okay. I mean, it wasn't complaining, though. I was just kind of dealing. Okay. That's how I deal. I just deal. Okay. Go on. And so I'm like, oh, uh, my blood sugar is like 350. That ain't good. I don't know what that means in correlation to anything. Yeah, it, it's they say like 350, go to the doctor's. Okay. Uh, which, you, you know, if you have diabetes, you know, those complications, 350, you don't go to the doctors. But if you don't have those complications diagnosed, you know, it's a really bad thing. Yeah, it sounds it. So I'm like, okay. So, you know, I went to walking care and they're like, okay, let's do some tests. Oh, yep. You have diabetes. Okay. I'm pretty certain. So how do you get diabetes? So there's different ways. There's fat. There's your fat. That's one way to get it. Kind of. So 
a lot of it is genetic, uh, and a lot of it is circumstantial environmental. Okay. So there's two types of diabetes, uh, primarily. There's type 1 and type 2, and they're very different. So type 1 diabetes, or actually, let me explain what insulin is. So insulin is a hormone and does a few different things, but the main thing it does is essentially is a key that unlocks the cells, your muscle cells primarily, but also like some other cells, but mostly your muscle cells and allows glucose to get into your muscles. So your muscles need to, you know, work and do stuff. So it unlocks the cells and then the glucose can get in and kind of do stuff so you, you can actually produce energy. Okay. And if you don't have any sugar in your body, if your blood glucose is zero, you die because your body can't function. Okay. So insulin is the hormone that kind of unlocks the muscle to let the sugar in. And if you're type one, you don't produce any of that insulin anymore. So the pancreas produces insulin and they don't know why it happens. Uh, you know, it, there's actually a meme I saw, uh, which is like, uh, you have type one diabetes. And the person says like, why? And the doctor's just like, <laughs> does not know. Yeah. Uh, so are you really into diabetes memes now? Uh, no, okay. no, I, I, so I subscribed to this Reddit form called type one diabetes and I thought it might be helpful to learn information from, but it's just people bitching and sassy di- memes. Diabetes memes and complaining. Y- yeah. That's great. And so that's type one. So essentially your pancreas produces the insulin and something happens where your body will either stop producing beta cells, which are the things that produce insulin, so the beta cells on the pancreas, or something to that effect. So uh, with me, which is really kind of weird, so there's a measure called the A1C, which is essentially like the blood glucose average for the last three months. And mine, like three months ago, actually, no, sorry, four months ago, was actually like really healthy. Like mm-hmm. it was really good range. And then I took it recently, you know, with the whole medical going to the doctors and it ended up being like 11 percent, which is really bad so the doctor gave you diabetes yes okay yeah that's essentially what we're trying to say uh so essentially something happened with me where my pancreas it's an, it's an autoimmune response for a reason my immune cells have identified my beta cells as being a foreign invader and just attacked them and killed them all mm-hmm. or maybe not all of them but they, they, they killed most of them and so that's type one. And so type one tends to be autoimmune, but it, it can be like other factors too. But it's, it's essentially your body starts attacking your, your beta cells, which in your pancreas, and then your pancreas stops being able to produce insulin. So you can't get the blood sugar into your muscles. And so your blood sugar just skyrockets. So mm-hmm. anything you eat that has sugar in it will be no, not absorbed. And then you can actually die from something called ketoacidosis where you just have way too much sugar in your body, essentially. Okay. Um, and the funny thing with that, with the weight loss, is th- this is really kind of weird. So I was eating just the same amount as I usually had been doing. And what will happen is the body will actually just ca- cause you to peel all the excess blood sugar. And that that's a way it can kind of keep you from dying from excess blood sugar in your, in your you know blood. Mm-hmm. So the weird thing of that is that all that food you're eating, especially the carbs and everything, like it just gets peed out. Like you, you pee, you take it in, it goes in your bloodstream, and you pee it out. So all that energy is just, you know, expunged. Mm-hmm. 
and all you're doing is working off the fat reserves you have. So you can burn fat, but you can't burn the carbs and the blood glucose. So this is actually what led me to losing 25 pounds mm-hmm. because I wasn't actually able to use any of the sugar I was, you know, consuming. And all I was able to do is, you know, consume or burn the fat I had. So fat I could burn, but nothing else. And so it led to a weight loss reduction. Uh, so that's type one. Type two is a bit different. And type two is essentially to do with insulin resistance. So it tends to be more of a environmental thing. It, it can be different things, but typically what happens is people get, uh, they consume too much sugar, they get too fat, they aren't active enough, and the insulin that will unlock the cell, essentially, essentially let's say you have like an activation ratio or activation amount. So let's say one unit of insulin will activate the cell and open it up to blood sugar in. If you keep drinking lots and lots of sugary drinks or sugary contents and you stop exercising, essentially that activation ratio you know, keeps going up. So instead of like just one unit, you need two units, then three units, then four units, then 20 units, then 50 units. And you might be good and well for a while, but eventually your pancreas gets kind of like fatigued. Or another way to put it is that you have to produce so much insulin to actually you know open these muscle cells up that it has the same effect of diabetes where your blood sugar gets higher and you know insulin is not working well for you mm-hmm. so that one is a little bit more manageable than type 1 cuz type 1 essentially is you know you get shot and you know you can't regenerate your beta cells type 2 you can improve your insulin sensitivity by decreasing the amount of carbohydrates you consume and by exercising more cuz that improves insulin sensitivity and so on and so forth but essentially type one sucks and type two is better, but type two. <laughs> Go on. Sorry. Ty- that was just a funny statement. Ty- type two can be pretty bad because if it's sustained over a long enough time, it can develop into like type one type sort of stuff because eventually uh, your pancreas can get so worn out that it stops producing insulin altogether. So are you bitter? Uh, so it's bitter? That's a yes. Uh, well, you don't want to be, but like, yeah, maybe you're still maybe you're still bitter. That's okay. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like uh, th- this is how I describe it. I'd, I'd rather have more control over things because uh-huh. this is like walking and then just getting hit by like a tire or getting hit by like a car, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like I didn't do shit. The doctor was very specific with me, and like, this is nothing you did. Mm-hmm. It's just like h- how your genes worked out or some. Something worked out. I don't no, know. You take good care of yourself. You eat healthy. You go to the gym. Like, yeah, like I do fucking nothing. You're the one who gets your pancreas shot. Yeah. I, I have a family history of diabetes, yeah. too. So well, I do, too. So I guess. Sorry, I'm making it worse. <laughs> yeah. Well, we... <laughs> <laughs> I, see, I see. I'm just annoyed because I wasn't like doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. But it like I'd be more okay with type two because it, I would be more under my jurisdiction of control. Mm-hmm. Whereas type one's kind of like, it like it is what it is. But it happened. Now you have it. It, it could be worse. It could be like, uh, I don't know, like some disease that's going to kill me. I mean, actually, mm-hmm. no, this is a disease that could kill me. Uh, it could be. It could. Yeah. But you know about it and you're learned enough. You, mm-hmm. you stay on top of it. Yeah. But it's one of those things that kind of like, I'm, I'm still trying to learn. And mm-hmm. it's kind of confusing how everything works because it's like I'm reading a book right now. It's a one of the more scientific books out there. And it's like, what can affect blood sugar? Pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. There's like the main components that affect it, like food and exercise. 
but like how stressed you are, new environments can, like the kind of foods you eat, um, it just just so, so many factors. You just got to relearn your own body. Yeah, and keep, in a hyper specific way, and keep track of things too. Mm-hmm. And it it's oh it's a little confusing, but I'm I definitely will be able to manage uh, over the long long term. It's just the short term adjustment, and also the fact that. I'm sure there'll be like new technologies that will be able to say robot pancreas. Yeah. So they did this, they didn't use stem cells, but they use something similar where satellite cells, I mm-hmm. think, where they are trying to get them implanted into like people's pancreases and mm-hmm. then have them not be attacked by the, the your immune system. And there's been some like initial trials that say it might be promising, mm-hmm. but that technology is still another 10, 20 years away, most likely, yeah. from like actually being implementable. So there's, that's still lifetime. Yeah, there's, there's still potential there, but until then, like uh, essentially, if I don't have insulin, like I'm gonna die. Mm-hmm. So you have to sh- shoot yourself every day. Yeah, yeah. Mm. How's that working for you? Uh, I'm still it's still a learning curve. This is like all the in the last like couple of weeks here. Yeah. So it's like I have certain times I check my blood sugar. So when I first wake up uh, and I've been doing this like based off activity. So if I go to the gym, like I'll take it after to see what I am because the thing that's confusing about the gym is the gym can either, you know, raise my blood sugar by quite a bit or can lower it by quite a bit. Now, as far as I know, if it raises it by quite a bit, that's not a big issue because it will offset later because it's that temporary raise because what will happen is you're, there'll be these hormones that will tell your liver, oh, we need like energy. So release a bunch of energy or a bunch of glucose from the liver. And then that gives you that energy to lift the weights. But then sometimes it doesn't happen and my blood sugar like goes way down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it's kind of one of those things where yet can have to monitor that. So if I, after a workout, I'll check it and see if I'm high or low. And then I got to count for carbs. I've been tracking everything I eat and just trying to find patterns. And if there is a pattern, no, because apparently a lot of times it's just like random crap. You don't know what the factors are affecting mm. and just trying to figure out how to get to the best target range. Cause right now my target range is 120. Mm. So that's where I want to be and trying to figure out how to manage that best. So before you eat, you want to check your blood uh, sugar levels. And then after you eat, it's about two hours after you want to check your blood sugar levels to see where they are. And you have to do some stuff with like timing, which is the thing I'm trying to like get my head around because it's, it's like if you eat food, you want to time out the insulin so that it kind of peaks at the same time the blood sugar spike from the food peaks. And you also want to choose your food choice such that, you know, the insulin you're taking will cover that, but also that it will cover it in the right way. Mm-hmm. And that's where also is confusing too, because it's like if you have something that's pure sugar, pure sugar will like enter your bloodstream within like 15 minutes of eating it. Whereas if you have something which is like a organic, uh, you know, wheat pasta, that's gonna be like a very slow rise over time. You know, it'll affect you longer, but it it's not the same sort of thing. So you can hit these things where you uh, go like. You know, say with the sweets, maybe go high for a minute, but then you go right that down. Mm-hmm. But if with the pasta, you might take the insulin. And you might say, "I need this amount of insulin to cover for this," but then you take it, and then you actually get low because the pasta is not hitting your system for like another like 
you know, it, it's slowly releasing your system to get low here. And you would go back up to that level after, like, say, three or four hours, but it takes your digestive system, like, three or four hours to actually get that blood sugar all the way into your system. Yeah. Wow. There's so much to know now. Yeah, it's yeah. So this this is what I've been researching for the last like couple of weeks, and it's definitely a big uh, lifestyle change. But at the same time, like, um, it's improved my energy quite a bit because I feel like this is but something I've been managing like unconsciously for quite some time, mm-hmm. like uh, with how I was been eating, because it, it's like. I I've been doing intermittent fasting like for a while, so not eating during the day. Yep. And I I think part of that might have been to avoid like essentially avoid the 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 high blood sugars during the day because they just make me feel very lethargic, which is very true. Mm-hmm. And I think I was just dealing with the highs late at night because it's more easy to deal with there. So there's all these different factors that I think I was mitigating for over time. Has it improved your insomnia at all? Actually, yes, quite a bit. Because I'm not getting up. So the main issue with the insomnia was like getting up to use the bathroom all the time. And also the fact that, uh, I don't know, it's just waking up all the time. But so my sleep's a lot better. That's really awesome to hear. So, you know, you get the you get this bad thing. But we're, we're always dealing with and trying to mitigate bad things as it is. So by actually knowing what the devil is, you can manage it better, you know? Yep. Yeah, it's very true. And another thing is that my cognitive functioning, I think, is a lot higher and my energy is a lot higher. But that's something that's taking a while to manage. So, for instance, there's been a couple of days where it hasn't been higher. Uh, but it's like there's these times where I, like, I can kind of get the swing of things, like where the insulin is timed with the food correctly and the sugars are just like in good level. Mm-hmm. Like the, my ability to think is actually far increased, and I don't know if that comes across in the podcast today because you know we've done like four podcasts today or five or whatever. A lot, and I've got here at nine, and it's ooh, two. And I I feel like in usually I'm not like I'm usually pretty good at it, but I'm not as like uh, mentally acute to it. Like it's 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 a struggle to kind of get through or. Mm-hmm. It's like five straight hours of talking is a lot. It's lethargic. Well, I feel like my brain is always kind of like, you know, having to hang on. Whereas Mm -hmm. like my brain feels like it has energy and this think, think, think. And it's got two steps ahead of where it usually is. That's awesome to hear. So you have diabetes, but it's not all bad. Uh, So this, this is, this is where I'm trying to like come at it from. If my thinking can remain improved, Mm -hmm. then it's worth it to, to get it because I feel like my thinking has been like not that great or it's been like a struggle. It's kind of like, mm-hmm. it, it's like way being weighed down by like a uh, sludge or like slime or something. Yeah. That's how I kind of have felt the last like couple of years to be honest. Well, I mean you, it, it sounds like you've had it like, yeah. So knowing about it is like, that's most of the battle done. Mm. Now you can learn how to manage it, and it sounds like you're seeing some results. Sleeping better. Sleeping's been an issue for you for as long as I've known you. Yep. And, like, if there's something that's going to benefit that, like, something that's chronic for years, any bit of relief is exponential by however many years you've been dealing with it. Mm. So I think if, if you're seeing benefits in your sleep and in the thing that you value the most, your ability to think, that... 
it's awesome that now you know and can do something about it. Obviously, it sucks that you have it, but it sounds like you've had it for a while. Yep. Yep. It, it, that's what my hypothesis is, and I want to be clear. Like it, it may be a case that I haven't had it in a while. Mm-hmm. So th- this is just my like you know knee jerk you know yeah. quick research hypothesis. But they there's what's called like the uh, is it called the sunset phase? So there's a certain phase that a lot of type one diabetes diabetics have where like their their pancreas will work well at night and and everything, but during the day it doesn't work well. <gasps> Vampire pancreas. Yes. So I, I feel like that may have been what I had been doing for all these years is managing the high blood sugars by having all my food at night because then I can get on I can number one get all the food in, mm-hmm. not feel lethargic during the day and have the, those high blood sugars and my pancreas can deal with all the insulin and stuff you know then because that's when it's most able to be active and I guess the reasons for that are a little complicated with the hormones and all this kind of shit but nocturnal yeah but uh, I. I feel like I may have been unconsciously kind of uh, managing it. But ho- my hope is that if my thinking, like, like, number one, getting improved sleep improves everything. And for me, thinking clear about things in general will improve other things because when I don't think clearly, I make bad decisions. Mm-hmm. And when I make bad decisions, you know, those pile up. And a bad decision for me is not going to the gym, yeah. right? When I'm feeling tired and lethargic, I'm like, ah, should I go to the gym? Fuck it. Like, mm-hmm. like th- that's usually my thing. Should I write this paper? Fuck it. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, I just kind of like will default to not caring and mm-hmm. not doing anything. So I, for me, thinking is just being able to move past those things and actually care about something for a change. Well, right on. I'm I, sorry to hear that you have diabetes. I will definitely make fun of you for it. Mm. And uh, but I'm glad to hear that things are back on the right track. And actually, you've had some benefits out of uh, being able to get the diagnosis that you needed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it sucks, but it's whatever. I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, well, it could be worse. You're going to make it work for you. Yep. You get those nocturnal emissions from your pancreas. I wish I got nocturnal emissions in general. Like, I, I've only had that happen <laughs> once. Like, where I woke up and it's like, oh, this is what they talked about in that class. Uh-huh. And it's like, this is cool. I mean, I, I don't like it, but I mean, I, I wish this happened more often. And it just never happened after that. Like, Have you ever gotten off with just your brain? I've tried. Yeah? How'd that work? So I did this whole thing with like a hypnosis because I was interested if that would be possible. Mm-hmm. Like, because like, I'm not super hypnotizable, but I'm like s- somewhat. It's like I'm, in, like, I'm like in the average kind of thing. Okay. Uh, and so... I was trying to see if this lady could do it with her little like hypnosis thing, and I got close, but wait, you were like listening to a thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's this like twenty minute thing. I think it was on YouTube, and you know, I I got somewhat close, but you know, it was still like no way making up that mountain. And that sounds easier than what I was thinking. What were you thinking? Literally, like just you quietly alone trying to get yourself off with just thinking no external stimuli okay that seems really tough mm-hmm. like n- no hands like just like mm-hmm. yeah i don't think i mean maybe this is just like that's going to be in the new <sighs> song maybe see, see, see the, 
th- this is where it's tough. Like maybe it's because my old age, like yeah. being uh, almost uh, twenty nine. Oh man, what an oldie. Yep. Like it. It doesn't unless there's some sort of stimuli there. Like it's not gonna get hard. Uh huh. Like it's gotta be like. Wait, you can't just like think yourself hard. Well, that's a stimuli, right? Thought. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not talking about just like randomly coming in your pants. Well, no, no like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about making, like, thinking. So, th- uh. by stimuli, I more meant like outside stimuli, like listening to the sounds of a woman moaning or okay, okay. having a girl talking in your ear trying to get you off. Like, that's the outside stimuli, not your own brain just like tr- trying to okay. make yourself hot. Okay, so so I took it one level above that. Well, because. <laughs> I I'm just, just going like, to will myself to ejaculate right now. <laughs> so, so not like that, but like, just like hard. Get hard. Hard. Come on. Do it. Do it. Do it. Oh, uh, Well, you need the clicker. Every time you get hard, you click the thing. Oh, my God. And then before you know it, you're classically conditioned. You hear that click, you're like straight okay. up. Okay. That, that's a – so, okay, that's kind of a thing because the other day – Oh boy. Uh, so I, I'm I'm studying certain classes and you come up with certain mnemonics for certain things and uh, I forget what it was but there was one word I was using to remember this one term and someone used that term just like kind of out of nowhere and I just thought like the mnemonic thing and it's like oh yeah uh, dogs okay and it's like where did that oh yeah that's right where did that come from oh yeah that thing yeah yeah, yeah. so you've never done that huh uh, have you yeah Really? Mm-hmm. What? There was one I was like way younger though, like oh. puberty phase when everything was like super sensitive. Okay, yeah, that that mm, that I guess it counts. But I mean, that was like mind blowing for me. I'm like, whoa, that was like all my brain. Mm-hmm. I wish I could do that. That would be impressive. Like it, if if I could do like this hands free, that'd be so much less carpal tunnel <laughs> and chafing. <laughs> oh, but you got the spunk lube, so it's okay. <laughs> My only worry with the spunk lube is like, let's say I use it with my girlfriend, right? Yeah. And let's say you know, you know, we don't use a condom to start with, but we finish with a condom. Yeah. But let's say that like it tricks her vagina into thinking you came in her, and well, then she gets pregnant. No, no, oh. no. The, the the worry was that like, let's say I get close, and I'm yeah. like, oh crap, did I come? But then I look, and I'm like, I don't know if I did. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Do we need Plan B? Maybe. <laughs> Might as well at this point. Let's kill any babies possible. That's so, how I like to end my sentences. Let's kill. <laughs> let's kill any. You remember that time that you did a, You did that study on uh, or does smoking make you look cooler? Yeah. And the main point of the thesis was look at this baby smoking. It's fucking cool. Yep. This baby's like 75% cooler with a cigarette. Yep. That, that baby was bitching. <laughs> That baby was bitching. Uh, you had like charts and graphs. You should really finish that study and release it. Yeah, I really should. And this, Send it into the onion. Well, this is the thing that people don't understand about that study either. Or th- this idea is like, they think, oh, look at that person over there, you know, that crackhead, you know, smoking a cigarette. You know, he's not cool. And like, well, well yeah, but you take out the cigarette, he's still not cool, right? Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't make uncool people cool, but it amplifies so it makes them a little more cool. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it 
if you take like a model and give them a cigarette, that model is going to look that much cooler, uh-huh. right? But if you take someone who, you know, is very rough, they don't take care of themselves and give them a cigarette, it does, it's not all of a sudden cool. It's just kind of like there's someone who looks uncool with something that is cool. All right. Imagine a skeleton, right? Okay. There's a skeleton walking around. There's a skeleton standing over there. Are you scared? No. Okay, but that's kind of cool. Like that's a skeleton. Whoa, and he's got he's got a good sense of humor. He's pretty funny. And then the smell skeleton starts lighting up a cigarette. That skeleton's pretty fucking cool. Okay, that skeleton is pretty fucking cool. So there you have it, folks. Smoking is cool, and Nate has uh, diabetes. Thanks yeah. for the, thanks for coming to my TED talk. Yep, uh, I think this uh, chat was pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, where do you? What do I do if you go into like insulin shock or whatever? Oh, okay. So diabetic shock. Actually, this is good for people to know. So this mm-hmm. is a little PSA pointed mm-hmm. up here. So if someone has diabetes, at least type one. I'm not sure about type two, but type one. Uh, so there's two things. If you start to notice that that person becomes more incoherent or rambly or doesn't quite make as much sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, good chances that the blood sugar is too low, okay. and all you want to do is get them like a sugary drink, so soda, orange juice, just something, not the diet soda, obviously, something with sugar in it, and just have them drink about half the can or like, you know, half a glass or maybe a full glass, and that will raise their blood sugar very quickly. Uh, sugar will actually be metabolized by your stomach and everything like within about 15 minutes, so... Uh, that person will see a turnaround pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the person is on the ground, you know, and convulsing, or they pass out, or anything like that, you number one, make sure they actually have diabetes. Because if it's just some random person off the street, you don't know what that could be. Mm-hmm. But if someone you know who has diabetes, good chance that their blood sugars have hit too, too low. And I talked to one of the educators about that, and it can happen for a number of reasons. It's not likely to happen just like that, but what sometimes it's just. Six different factors all happen to uh, affect it and lower it all at the same time. So if that does happen, uh, what you want to do is if they have a uh, glucagon pen, so there's these certain pens that will say glucagon on it. Uh, sometimes there's inhalers, but you want to give them either injection or you want to give them like an inhaler. There's probably going to be instructions in the thing. So check to see if there's anything on and that has that. Also, if there's someone... Who has diabetes to most likely have something in their wallet or something on them that would indicate that. So I got something in my wallet that indicates that and also tells you kind of what to do. Uh, probably call the EMTs just to be safe. Um, and if you – sometimes there's like these sugary things you can put in someone's mouth. Uh, so that might be something to do if someone's passed out because it's like a gel type stuff. I don't have any, but you can put it on the inside of their mouth and the – the insides of the mouth can actually absorb a small amount of uh, the uptake glucose. of the gums is fast. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's a way to kind of help the person out as well. But definitely call with EMTs and try to get some sugar in them as far as fast as you can. Mm-hmm. You're not as likely to see someone with high blood sugar, high blood sugar complications, you know, pass out or anything. Uh, it's going to be more like the low blood sugars, but that's the main thing to do. Uh, just get this person some sugary drink or some uh, Smarties, just something. Uh, it needs to be something which is going to be just easily digestible. So don't get the person like a loaf of bread because, you know, even like white bread, it will be metabolized pretty quickly. But it's, it's better just to go for like something sweet. But mm-hmm. don't do a candy bar. Do like a – like Smarties. Do like something that's just pure sugar. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be like, I don't know, gumballs or – And it doesn't have to be broken down into its parts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So 
if I see someone on the ground struggling, first thing I should do is take their wallet. Uh, yes, take their wallet okay, and be sure to take the money out. And well, I wouldn't want them to get hurt by it. Ca- count it. Mm-hmm. Uh, count it twice just to make sure you know how much you're taking and then add that amount to your budget because that will help you in becoming a financially independent individual. I love uh, it. Retire early and live free or die. So this is how doctors make all their money. Yes. Okay. Well, fair enough. So, well, thanks for for sharing, buddy. Yeah, this is all about me. This is supposed to be us catching up, but all you do is catch up with me. Well, that was important. We'll catch up with me another time. Okay. And I have something important to catch up on. Hold on. on. I have to catch up with something on you. What? What's that thing you did? What thing? That thing. I do a lot of things. Oh. Well, I guess we need to talk. (laughs) 